following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. you live on tape on this Saturday, December 16th, 2023, week 15 of the NFL season, and also just a mere, what, eight days away from Christmas and all of the festivities that will be coming along with the holiday. So we have a Saturday show taking place, as I just said. I just said a Saturday, so that's why it's doing it today. And along with doing the show, we've actually had three NFL games taking place. One currently taking place as we are recording. The other two have concluded with the Bengals victorious at home against the Minnesota Vikings, 27-24 to of hard-fought game that went all the way into overtime. Into overtime. Watching the Bengals notch a field goal victory there. And then after that, you saw the Colts at home come from behind as the Steelers were up on them early. And you were sitting there scratching your head being like, wow, is Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers really going to pull this off? Only to watch that entire entire Steeler team implode behind said Mitch Trubisky uh, into the second half and the Colts walk away at 30 to 13 victors over Pittsburgh and you look at Pittsburgh right Chris and you know what do they got left I they got they don't have a quarterback and without one they're shot I mean Pickett was questionable anyway but Trubisky was horrific I mean they had peel themselves away from Trubisky to go to Mason Rudolph with like two minutes left, which was like, all right. Which is so embarrassing, too. It's so stupid. It's just like, you know what? Let Mitch eat shit here. Just let him finish the game. You know? Yeah, like, what? what is that even saying? It was like, I, I, it was like I fucking pulling the curtain out for the, the horse that brought broke his leg on the turf and then just putting the shotgun to his head and just, you know, popping off. It was uh, yeah. it was sad, but anyway, uh, yeah. So the Steelers end up losing that one, and so what happens? And then currently we are watching Detroit Denver. This game in Den in Detroit, and it's tied up at zeros in the first quarter as we are recording this, which doesn't matter to any of you because by the time you listen to this, the game will be over. Uh, anyway, what happened to the playoff scenario? So the Bengals win takes them all the way up to the second wild card slot as of right now. So they're up at the sixth slot in the AFC. And then the Colts end up being in the seventh slot. Meanwhile, in the NFC, Philadelphia stays at six for now because they were seven and six while everybody else was six and seven. So depending on what happens tomorrow with all these different games, these six and seven teams could come up to meet them and how that will break out after that. I am unsure because as Chris and I were talking about prior to launching the show, if you try to follow it with ESPN, it doesn't really work because ESPN's setup is 
not forward-facing. So they just tell you whatever slot a team is and the reason that they're there, not what would happen if they were to tie a team above them. So right now, Vikings sit at six, and we're going to have to wait for everything else to shake out unless you are some kind of mathematical genius and have done all the research to figure out what happens with every iteration of game results for tomorrow. So your thoughts on today's games? Uh, well, to start off with the week's games, like the Raiders was just a horrible, like that was just mayhem. I, I whatever oh, it is. God. It you, is. Want, you want to really go rewind. Okay. Hold on one second. Let's go back to Thursday night, which saw a throttling of the chargers by your Raiders. And then obviously the firing of Staley and uh, the GM, and Kellen Moore did not get the job, although I, I, I don't know. People were saying that he declined. I haven't read any story as to what happened. I could understand them offering it to him and just being like, nah, I don't want to take over this dumpster fire right now. But um, And that's what happened after Thursday night. So uh, continue on with you. And it wasn't even, yeah, like it wasn't even Staley's fault. They, they gave the Raiders in the first quarter, they gave them four red zone turnovers. Like of of and the Raiders were up twenty eight nothing. Like that that that's it. Well, not Staley's fault, but I think the state of the Chargers is Staley's fault. No. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was it was. We've talked about him getting fired for weeks now, but that game was. It just was like the 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 owner saw that game as an opportunity. He was just like, okay, like uh, this is perfect. Like no one's going to question getting rid of him after this. Like, that's it. No, and I find it amusing only because, and again, as we've talked about and mentioned on the podcast previously, is that Staley was a darling child of content creators, you know, from the get-go. So, uh, oh, he does all the math right, he does fourth down right, he does third down right, he does this and that, and how quickly that went downhill as everything he touched in the past two years has just gone to pure shit. And so finally they took him out back and put up the white tarp and popped away. So now he will be on the, uh, you know, on the unemployment line waiting for his next gig. You imagine he goes back to being a D coordinator, right? Sure. Yeah. He gets a job somewhere for sure. Yeah. I mean, too young and he was good enough when he was with, St. Louis. There's just some coordinators that just never make it to be a coach. You know, I mean, that that's just a fact. It's been like that since the dawn of man. Well, no, they make it to be a coach. They just don't actually make it. Well, right. It's the Peter principle, right? So the Peter principle says that you continually get employed until you finally get employed to a level that's above your actual ability. In which case, then you're stuck, and then you got to go, you know, back down. But anyway, that's kind of how the NFL works. It's the Peter principle. You, you become a coach, and then you become a position coach, and then you become a coordinator if you're good enough, and then after that, you become a head coach. And some people make it, some people don't. So I mean, we we've seen a lot of failure over the past ten years. I think way more than you, you see success. Uh, the other option, obviously, to go to the college ranks and try to pull up one of those guys, and that hasn't really gone well either. So, uh, but your boy Antonio Pierce, he was you know doing cartwheels after their victory because all of these big wins make him look good, and I don't think that your Raiders keep him though. I mean, I no, I mean it, it's not. It's just a good way to propel him into another 
job that's maybe even higher than linebackers coach, <laughs> right? Like a which de- is where he was defensive coordinator. And I, right. Pardon me, as I don't know. Do you know who was the guy that they promoted? I think he was Gary Sk- Gary Skis. Sk- uh, Sk- Sk- uh, he was a positional coach, right? Because they, they overshot more or more declined it, whichever, whatever the story is, who cares? Uh, but they promoted, it was a... Like, oh, oh, for the, for the, for the charge. I thought yeah. you were, I thought you were going to ask me who, who was it that the Raiders promoted after they got rid of Gruden and it was, uh... Oh, it was yeah, like, that, that guy who they wanted to bring back. Gary Skis, uh... Scalise, no, not Scalise, he's the... He's the he's the politician. Uh, no, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's not even with the Raiders anymore. He took no, the job he, somewhere else. He caught on somewhere else, and I I, I don't know where. Um, again, you know, I, <laughs> these are things that uh, younger Chris and younger Rich probably would have known in two seconds. But as you get older, you, you just you need to be more invested in trying to get to some of the finding details to figure out who's on the back of the uh, who's on on these staffs and fill out all the different staffs. I actually have a little sheet. From let's let's see if we can figure this out. I have a sheet. Rich, but Rich Bisaccia. Oh uh, yeah, Bisaccia. Yeah, yeah. And from Yonkers. I have a sheet here, and I don't know the answer to this, but uh, it is all the OCs, DCs, and coaches, GMs, and owners of all the teams. And I used to have this up here just for reasons like this of trying to not sound like an asshole with not knowing something that probably should be known if you like to do a football fo- podcast. But then I was like, ah, you know what? Uh, we don't do a football podcast. We do a gambling podcast, and the GM yeah. of a team barely means shit. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still think back to 20-year-old me when I was trying to do this actually seriously and and pull money from it where it's, you know, you want to study these things so that you didn't get caught, right? But here is, I don't know what year this is, Oakland Raiders, GM Mike Mayock, head coach John Gruden, Greg Olson is the OC, Gus Bradley as the DC. 2021. It's probably got to be somewhere like there. And, I, well, I know exactly how we could tell. You just go to the Giants, and uh, you could tell there. It is the Joe Judge years. But all the way up at the top, uh, Brian Dable, who now is with the Giants. He is the OC of the Buffalo Bills. Leslie Frazier uh, was the DC. All these names. Miami Dolphins had Flores. Sala was the coach of the Jets, so that must have been one of his first years with the Jets. But anyway, uh, point being is that uh, you know we're going into uh, who got this job and what are they doing. So right now they're shuffling through all of these position coaches. When they fire these guys, Staley was the first one to go. So that was the Thursday night game, complete blowout. Congratulations. I guess it keeps you alive. You're not quite dead yet. <laughs> uh, I guess not. It's just It's just ruining... Uh... Draft position. Right, exactly. Well, the same thing with the Giants. And same thing with anybody who is a fan of a team that is middling and could go all the way in the gutter but is sitting there now at like 5-8. and eight. It's like, uh. So, uh, first game was the Bengals-Vikings. Doesn't necessarily kill the Vikings. Nick Mullins didn't look terrible. Browning didn't look terrible. I guess from a Bengals standpoint and fantasy football standpoint, biggest concern coming out of that game is now they've lost Jamar Chase as well. And I have not read X to get the latest, but 
He was in, you know, in a hoodie on the sidelines, something with his shoulder. You know, they'll have a little bit more than a week to get ready here. You know, well, I mean, I guess about a week to get ready for the next game. And that would suck for chase owners like myself in one of my leagues where you don't even know he's going to go next next week. Yeah, you know, Higgins fans are really excited. Yeah, they're doing, they're very, very, very happy. Very happy. It's the only time Higgins is good is when Chase is not on the field. Dude, fantastic play by him to turn the other way and stick his hand out and get that touchdown. That was awesome. I was uh, I was very impressed with that. And I was sitting there looking, and I was like, Dad, just turn, you're right there. And then all of a sudden, it was the last second he turned, put his hand out. It was fucking great. So good. He'll be him. a he'll be a wide receiver one somewhere. Yeah, you would think because everybody wants wide receiver ones, right? I mean, he could probably go right over the Giants, be wide receiver one right out of the gate. You know, I, I mean, the problem is that w- until you see a two become a one, you really just don't know what you're going to get. And Higgins yeah. isn't necessarily super young, right? No, but he hasn't gotten a second contract yet. So, you know, that, that went four or five years, so maybe around 27-ish? He's, yeah, I think next year. I think this is, his, this is like a contract year for him, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Or did I'm, they... I'm just trying to figure out his age. Higgins, T. Higgins, probably 26, 27. You know, again, 30 is, 30 is the benchmark that you're looking at because as soon as they hit 30... Everything starts to go kind of downhill. Um, not necessarily all the time, but just sometimes. So, Which is crazy because that only puts you at two contracts. Oh, uh, way younger. He's 24. So he's got six years, six solid seasons oh, before 30. Yeah. He, yeah, I was going to say because this I is his fourth older. year. I thought he was older. So it's tough. You know, it's just because so kids aren't difficult. graduating. Kids weren't graduating college. They were coming out after three years. Like, he came out after three years, I think, at Clemson. Yeah, well, the difficulty for me trying to figure this out is that there's so many kids that come out of college now that are, like, 25, 24 years old. This year? But but starting, like, next year and the year after that... It'll revert back it, to the way it was. It'll revert back to the way it was, right. right. So, but Higgins is only 24. So that is a prime spot for him to get a big monster contract. You know, Plus, those like, kids aren't those kids aren't all getting drafted either. I, I'm, you threw me off there. What do you mean they're not getting drafted? The kids that are like 25, 26, 24, 25, 26. No, I, I'm just saying it used to be an oddball thing, and now you just see it more and more once you see these drafts, and then you go and you look. It's just kind of like, oh, this kid's 24, this kid's 23, 24, 25. You, you, just, you just see it more because of the COVID years. That's all. Yeah. You know, but it'll yeah, revert back. Kids are getting six, six, seven years in college, and off of the age thing. So that you know, you got Higgins owners is going to be excited. Chase owners are concerned. Bengal fans in general are very happy. Uh, Viking fans are a little concerned, but they had that one game mulligan. And then you flip over. The Colts are happy because they're really getting you know something out of nothing there. They Gardner Minshew that signing worked out really well for them because he's kept the ship afloat. They're eight and six. As for the Steelers, you know you're dead in the water, right? I mean, you're really going to need things to break your way. You're of all things, you need Kenny Pickett to come back if you can believe that. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, what, what's their record without Kenny Pickett? Zero and three. 
Uh, when did he get hurt? Last week or two weeks ago? I think it was. Uh, it wasn't. La- or maybe it was last weekend. I can't even remember anymore. I can't remember either. I- all in all, they they need they need a lot. Well, last week the Steelers played. Uh, where the Steelers play last week? Uh, were they in a bye last week? Maybe they were on a bye last week. Was it th- them and the Redskins were on buys? Uh, in Arizona and Washington. Arizona and Washington. So, oh, because the Steelers probably played like the Thursday night game, maybe. Uh, yeah, the Steelers. Right. It was Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Steelers. Patriots. Duh. Steelers. Patriots. Yeah, Steelers, I just Patriots. said. Yeah, I said. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. The Steelers. So yeah, it's Patriots. But you're gonna need Kenny Pickett to come back. That's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. You know what I've been doing? I've been watching old school oh God, wrestling. The ET. The ET. Oh, Stone fucking. Cold ET was fucking great. Could I get a little onions and a little because Stone Cold ET said so? But I've been watching. That kid. It was awesome. I mean, it was a what? And he ended up. They brought him on, and for those that don't know, just uh, Google uh, Stone Cold ET or uh, search it on YouTube, and you can watch the clips. Very funny. Uh, A gentleman wearing an ET mask in Stone Cold Steve Austin gear going through drive-thrus and sounding like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's just so fucking brilliant. But they ended up bringing him on some kind of low-rent wrestling organization and they brought him out to do something which was kind of stupid it didn't really work or last but anyway i've been watching old school uh, wwf wwe i started back in 97 with the birth of dx and then i started going forward and god you forget about how great the, the wrestling product was back then because there was only one show it was just raw that was it so you didn't have like yeah. three shows. Everybody was on it. I mean, you had all the greats doing it. And God, they were doing some stuff that was fucking insane. Because they went for like the sheer R-rated offensive content. So it was at the Nation of Domination when Rocky was still with them. He wasn't the Rock. He wasn't independent yet. He was still Rocky Mavia. And so DX comes out and Ravishing Rick Rude, who is your era, right? Remember Ravishing Rick mm-hmm. Rude? Mm-hmm. He was part of DX, right? And he opens up a briefcase as Nation of Dominations fighting maybe Legion of Doom or somebody. And they just break out fucking bananas. And they just start eating bananas in front of the Nation of Domination. And it probably is one of the most offensive things I've ever seen. Like, you couldn't even think that anybody would even try to do something like that. And WWE was like, yeah, we're doing it. You know, it's like, holy shit. Like, sometimes I really went for it. I was like... That's really bad. Yeah, it was fucking horrendous. But WWE, back in the day, they didn't give a shit, right? Because they were doing it for the obnoxiousness, you know? Yeah, 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 that's... And and similar but different, uh, have you ever seen the Chevy Chase uh, Richard Pryor clip from SNL when... I, I forget what they're supposed to be, but like it's an interview for a position of some sort. And Chevy Chase works for the company, and Richard Pryor is interviewing. And Chase says to him, I'm going to throw out some words at you, just one word, and you just give me the word that pops up in your mind as I say it. 
And then he starts going to, and then he just starts going to racial epithets, you know, about black people. And then Pryor just keeps getting more dialed up. And at one point he's like honky. And then uh, Chevy Chase drops the, the N-bomb and then he's like dead honky. And it was like, oh, <laughs> no. Jesus. It was, no. they, they did not hold back. Yeah, it popped up on, on uh, one of my Instagram feeds or something because I subscribed to, like, old SNL clips and all this kind of shit, and it popped up, and it was like, God damn it, I forgot about that one. They just, uh, just a different time, completely different time. So, uh, anyway, we, we've uh, really got in the muck here. Sorry about that. We were talking about doing this quickly, and I didn't do it. So, anyway, like I said, Colts win, Steelers are in the shit, Bengals win, Vikings are okay, and then you got uh, Lions and the Broncos taking place currently, and that game's tied up at zero. So, anyway, uh, we'll go through stats really quick, and then we'll just start talking about the games. Uh, it's obviously abbreviated, so because we've got four games that are taking place plus a Thursday night game, uh, we'll talk about the top games, and then we'll do the rest and give you our gambling picks, and then be out. So, without further ado, let's look back at the week that was. First down. First down. <laughs> All right, so best bets, it was a double loss. Both ended up picking. I picked uh, Kansas City. Oof, that was not good. Chris picked Philadelphia. That also was not good. So anyway, uh, for the year, Chris still has me 54% to 42. As for the super picks, I was 3-2. and two. Chris was 2-3, and three, but he still has me on the year 52% to my 48. The 272 where we pick every game, Chris was 7-6. and six. I was 6-7. and seven. Still have him by a small fraction at 51% to 48. How do we compare against the Sharps, Pros, and the Joes? Well, the Sharps were on fire. They were 7-3. The money and the tickets were both six and six, but on the year, it's still been Joe Public's year. 55% on the year, followed by the money. The money pool is in at 51% in the Sharps. They've come up, but they're still under 50% on the year. Uh, Parleys, we didn't hit any. I hit my one teaser. That puts me at 32% on the season. Then we want to check out trends. The dogs won 9-4 to four on the season. The favorites still have that, though, at 52%. Of those nine dogs last week that covered, seven won outright, putting their, their number at 77% of all dogs that cover win on the year. So, again, if you like the dog, bet them to win. That's how it works. Uh, Chris, take a stab. Two teams that were dogs that did not win. Who were they? Dogs that covered but did not win. Jets. Jets. No. Sorry, brother. Can you go one for two? One for two. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Ah, congratulations. Yes. The other team was the Rams. The Rams that went all the way down and then had, obviously, the game versus Oh, I forgot. The, the Baltimore game. The Baltimore game. The Ravens where the... Uh, kick return uh, with five blocks in the back and clips on the way that didn't get called ended up resulting in the overtime victory for Baltimore. So those were the two teams. Uh, home dogs were three and one. Overs and unders split at seven and seven. The unders still have the season at 58%. And then the teases all are around 70% with the exception of the overs. The overs are struggling in their teases. They're still under 70% at 66%. Teams with a halftime lead, eight and three. The three teams, Chris, can you get two of the three that <clears> lost <throat> their halftime lead? 
I'll get one. One of three. One of three. Get one of three. One of three. I don't well, know. I don't three. maybe. Oof. Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Sorry, sir. No. The Rams, as we were talking about just before, right? They, they were a dog that covered but did not win. The Rams lost their halftime lead. The Lions lost their halftime lead as they got blown out second half by the Bears. And then the final team, it was the Monday night game or one of two. I was going to say the fucking Eagles. Oh, no. Oh, it was Monday night game. Monday night game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the biggest upsets in history. The Packers. The Packers ended up losing to the Tommy Cutlets. So those were the three teams that just couldn't close it out at Half after halftime, Lions, Rams, and Packers. So that puts away last week. Now we look forward to this week. Uh, I don't know what, which uh, three do you want to dabble in here. There is, just, I mean, yeah, I would, I would just, we could just go with the biggest ones, like obviously Bills, Cowboys, Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, Seahawks, and then. Probably the the Chiefs Pats because that means a lot for the Chiefs. Uh, Doesn't really matter. Let's just start yeah. Let's off. just do the two. Let's just do two, and then we'll fire through the rest. Because I mean, Chiefs Pats, yeah, but the Pats, like, who gives a shit, really? Right? You know? I mean, it's like whatever. So, all right, let, let's do those two, and then we'll just do the rest as pickums. So, here we go. Second down. Second down. All right. So the first of the two, we will start in the four o'clock. Slate, and we'll head up to Buffalo, where the Bills will be taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys obviously coming off the big victory versus Philadelphia, and the Bills coming off the big victory versus Kansas City. Bills favored by two at home, 49.5 is the over-under. This one sees the Sharps standing alone, as the Sharps are going to be in on the Cowboys. Meanwhile, Quite a bit of fanfare for the Bills, where the tickets have 68%, but the money pool currently is 87% in favor of Buffalo. Why do you think people, as a Bills fan as you are, are so big on the Bills right now? I mean, the Cowboys are red hot, Chris. What are we all missing? Uh, I think it's just it, they're, they're going outdoors, and it's just shitty weather and nobody's i guess seen dallas perform in in that environment and you know it's it's a really bad environment to go play in and it's like if you're 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 talking about uh, you know what do you play the bills every four years you know and now you're having to to play in that that sucks yeah i I mean look the fucking cowboys are 10 and 3 they just Blew the doors off of Philadelphia. I, I mean, I know that people like the Bills, but the Bills have definitely struggled. And yeah, you want to do the three point. I know everybody always goes, well, if you take away the three point home, you know, spread, gimme, then the Cowboys would end up being favored here. But you know what? I don't really believe in that bullshit anymore, right? Like, I mean, home field matters in certain regards, but I don't really know if it matters all the time. Right, like I, I, I think that this is a pretty evenly matched game here, and I, I think it, it's rightfully too. You know, I don't think this is like the Cowboys are the better team. I think people think that the, you know the Bills are going to win this thing, and you could see it in the stats. That's the way that they're betting it. 
But I mean, what yeah, else? Yeah, because yeah, if you if you look at the money lines on that game, it's it's minus one thirty five money line. Right. Like it's it's not that far of a stretch. Like you know that that it's just going to keep getting it's just going to keep getting more and more and more in that direction because people are just hammering it as it's that close to, you know, there's not that much of a separation, right? It's an extra 20 bucks when you're talking about laying it heavy on a team. So uh, I I don't know. All in all, I, I just, I, as much as, as much as we don't like to talk about it, like we're all, we're biased from being in an NFC East division neighborhood, right? Like where we grew up. So, and where you still live, where we see these teams twice a year, right? So we see the Cowboys twice a year. We follow the Cowboys. The news that we see is more about the Cowboys. Like that's just, those are the teams. Like I still follow the commanders, the Eagles and the Cowboys just by, by, I just naturally do it. Right. Just like we follow the, David, the Bills have gotten so much, so much airtime over the past four years. I, I probably have seen as much Bills as I have Cowboys. Well, you know? that's because you're also in an AFC East division neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I'm just saying that they get to the playoffs. We don't they go get the deep Bills the down playoffs. here. Like, we don't get the Bills high. We don't get shit down here. You know what we get down here? <coughs> For some reason, we get... The 49ers all the time. Well, 49ers are always 4 o'clock, man. You know, that's the way it is. And then the 1 o'clock games, we always, always, always get either the the Dolphins, and if we can't get the Dolphins, we get uh, the Cowboys. They'll throw something East Coast. Well, yeah, Cowboys, if they're at 1. Right, if they're at 1. Or or we get some, some shit... Bullshit East, like you'll a get Carolina AFC game. East. You'll get like Jets or yeah, like Carolina, right. Tampa. Right. right, exactly, exactly. Uh, Laporta on a touchdown, so the Lions will go up seven nothing here. Man, he has had a strong rookie campaign. I mean, not only that spread, fantasy, that spread was just down to two and a half. He uh, he really is just played well, man. Played well, good for Laporta. That was a solid pick Still- by them. So, so, still at three and a half. Yeah, he's he's solid. He's he's he fell into a situation that's really good, but he's also from like the tight end haven of of Iowa, right? But I mean, usually you see these tight ends, and they're kind of like fifty fifty, right? They they work out, they don't work out. I mean, look at Kincaid. That kid's a beast. Yeah, well, and then Knox came back, right? So, but Kincaid was up there. But, like, Hawkinson, they had Hawkinson, and they flipped Hawkinson to, you know, Minnesota where he's done okay, and then just got Laporta. I mean, they kind of hit on both those tight ends. Hawk, Hawk's done better than okay. Hawk's, like, the number two or three tight end in the league. Okay, I, I used the wrong uh, descriptive language there, but... Um, my uh, adjectives could have been better, but uh, anyway, back to the Bills. You know, I we I have questioned the defense, but I mean they they beat Kansas City last week. I mean, say what you want, I fucking Tony lined up offsides. I, I there's not even worth talking about. Although he was still talking about it today, which is unbelievable. He you wants know, us to keep his job. 
I just give it up, motherfucker. You lined up off sides. It's nobody's job to put you on sides. Regardless of what precedent was set prior to, that's what you're going to say. Oh, I lined up both sides. They're supposed to tell me to fucking line up on sides. Like, what? In what fucking world are you talking about? I, enough. I can't talk about it. It was so crazy for them to go off on that. On that shit last week, it was really it, was, it just bothersome because it was like, man, you guys get calls all the goddamn time. You lined up the, a yard off sides, like just take the L. You're still talking about it though. Well, it, only because he brought it up today, and he and he just refuses to accept it. It's just a refusal, you just, you're, dude. You're just biased because you also hate him because of the Giants. Well, no, I, I I just think that as bad as the refereeing has been, this is the complete incorrect spot to put the spotlight on them because they didn't do anything wrong. So now when they do do things wrong, you're going to blow them up. And when they do things right, you're going to blow them up because I don't know, they're supposed to do something historically that they did, but they made a point that they were going to stop it. It's just, I mean, come on, let's get the root causes here. Let's fix the officiating. Let's not blow them up for doing their job right. I mean, it's holy shit. Uh, Anyway, but I mean, the Bills' defense, it's strong enough to stop the cow- Cowboys here on the road? I, you, one would think, right? We're on, at home on the road for the Cowboys. I, I No, I don't think so. I, I think probably this is going to be more of a shootout than it will. This will probably be one of Dallas's worst uh, defensive performances, I think. Well, because you've been big on Buffalo's offense all year. I don't think their offense is that much. I don't think their offense is going to show as much uh, finesse or or what's accuracy or precision compared to Dallas's lackluster defensive performance. I just think it's a tough environment in the in, in what they're in what you're talking about in the middle of December, man. Like it's you know shit. What's the weather like up there right now? All right. Well, up here it's cold for sure. In Buffalo, it would probably be colder. I just haven't looked at the weather, but it's not going to be warm. Sure that's for cold. sure. I'm sure it's cold. I'm sure it's wet. I'm sure it's you know, it's not going to be fun to play in. And you're talking about a defense that's based off of speed, and they they do great because they play indoors. True. I think my biggest concern for Dallas, and I will say that I picked the Bills ahead of time is I think that this is the Dak Prescott special. I think this is where you see that Dak Prescott is who he is, which is an above-average quarterback, but the one that can easily make really big boneheaded mistakes and play down instead of playing up in a big spot. I, I just that, That's what my gut is telling me happens tomorrow. Uh, you know, regardless of what happens with their defense and the rest, I feel like this is going to be one of those, you know, Dak Prescott mistake games or something that goes screwy, a bad performance, a mistake. And I, that's what what I feel. It's stupid to try to predict that because you're trying to predict a bad performance. But I think that's what the difference is here. I think the quarterback that plays better tomorrow is the team that ends up winning. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know, I just don't think That's there's fair. a lot of room for error. And so if I'm thinking that Dak is going to be more prone to have the errors than Allen at home, you know, that, that would be the way that I would lean. 
I mean, Dallas on a five-game winning streak, but, I mean, they beat the Giants, the Car- Carolina, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and Philly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not so good. Yeah, and, and four of those five have been at home. So. Yeah. Where they yeah. luck out is that they, they got to play Buffalo on the road, then they got to play Miami on the road, but we don't know what's going to happen to Hill here because he seems like he's a little banged up. We'll see what happens with that ankle. So they might get a, a game versus Miami, uh, you know, without Hill, which is a completely different Miami team. But that's still a week away. But they'll have a little bit of a, a gauntlet to run through here because you got Buffalo, Miami, and then Detroit, and Detroit on the road, which is indoors. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Um, I, listen, man. You know, you know. Like I, I don't bet against Buffalo. I rarely bet against Buffalo. So I. This is just. If the spread was bigger, I I might look Dallas's way, but uh, I just I just I I can't like I I just I not at two points. That's a field goal. Like all Buffalo's got to win by a field goal. Buffalo's but every everybody knows Vegas knows like they're they're by far one of the top tier teams in the league when they play. They have the talent to be that good, and they're bet the Vegas is laying the line to to you know. To that exact point. Yeah, I got you. It's, it, so it's, it's almost even. You're going to be Buffalo as well here. Yes. Okay. So we're both on Buffalo for that one. And then for the next game, we will head out to Seattle, where the Seahawks will be a home dog on Monday Night Football where they will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, who are reeling from a thorough ass-kicking the week before against the aforementioned, talked-about Dallas Cowboys. Eagles will be road favorites by three points. The over-under will be 48, with the sharp standing alone in favoring of the Seahawks, while 77% and 85% of the tickets and money pool are going to be in on Philadelphia. Of course, it's a Monday night game, so those numbers are going to adjust accordingly as everybody waits to see how much they lost on Sunday before they start butting on Monday night. So uh, take it for what it's worth. But Eagles right now, like I said, the road favorite. Is this the get-right game? It is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, For sure. I, I mean, Seattle at home, what does Seattle do well? They just fight? Is that what they do well? I mean... They fight and play some defense? I think they just get lucky. I mean, sure. Right, luck, you know, is part of it. I mean, they're 6-6 six and six on the season. 6-7 and seven on the season. They have lost four straight. They've lost five of their last six. Granted, against... They've lost, they've lost like, heartbreakers, dude. Right. Well, go all the way back. They got destroyed, throttled. You know, they're dick-knocked in the dirt against Baltimore on the road, 37-3. They I pick- mean, I, I, I don't mean, like... Like literal close matchups. I mean, they're just like they're heartbreak. Some of these losses are just like heartbreaking losses. No, I got it. But you know, and then they get the three point win against Washington. They get the one point loss to the Rams. They get a beat 
handily by San Francisco. Then they lose to Dallas uh, on the Thursday night shootout, which was a fun game to watch. And then went on the road back to San Francisco. I mean, that, that's a that's a tough, tough three-game stretch. Four games if you are one of the believers that the Rams, like the Bills, have a lot of talent and, uh, you know, McVay is a good coach and so whatever. But you're looking at San Fran, Dallas, San Fran all in a row. And now Philadelphia. Like, holy shit. I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised the spread is three. I'm surprised the spread in the fucking Detroit game was three and a half. Uh, I was two, and they were going to be one of my uh, plays here. Um, but I, I couldn't, I, I didn't get it in time, obviously, because we didn't get the show in time, and I want to keep everything uh, in alignment with our airing of the podcast, so I, I killed it. But uh, I thought Detroit probably, you, you thought it should have been higher or lower? I thought it should have been higher, yeah. Because you're not a big believer in the Broncos. I was, I thought it should have, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the one part about, the Bronco game is that at the five points, here's what you got to watch, right? If they dial it up even more, then people are just going to pound the T's with the Broncos and send it the other way, right? Even at five, when you out on the six, you're up to 11 already on a Broncos team that's been fighting hard and it's got a decent defense. You know, I mean, if you make it up to seven, right? which it's kind of crazy because the Broncos are in the thick of it and the Lions have been terrible as of late. Yeah, then you're looking at you know, 13 points. Like, Wait till they get that kid, Jamison Williams, like rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, he has. He just had a catch right now, so uh, they're driving again. It looks like they're probably going to go in here up 7 nothing. But back to the game uh, at hand, Seahawks-Eagles. Surprised it's only three points. I probably would have made this Eagles like four and a half or something. I would have made it bigger than that. I probably would have made it like six and a oh, half. Six and a half? Get the fuck out of here, man. Like, that's a big spread. Yeah, but you're talking about the Philadelphia team that that everybody two weeks ago, it's only been two weeks, man. It's not It's not like there's one. Uh, it's... it's it's two weeks. It's not. Yeah, well, that's not. The thing is that you make it up that high, and everybody's going to pound the Seahawks, and then it's going to be a a loss for the books because well, it shouldn't be a loss, but it it puts the risk off the charts because the books are either going to win it all or lose it all. Right? I mean, they they're looking basically to kind of split the difference. I mean, they would love to win it all, I, but I hear I, I hear you saying I I just I, as a as somebody who's like, I just I foresee this game being a blowout in Philadelphia's favor for sure. Gives this in is, for the touchdown is, off of a golf pass over the middle. Ha- so Lions up fourteen nothing. Oh, you're you're behind. You must be behind me. Uh yeah. Well, I stream, so I'm about I think about ninety seconds or so up to two minutes behind what you are. But gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, talking about the, the making it six points, the Eagles, like four and a half, I, you know, I could do that. But, I mean, six, six and a half, that's just too much. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, regardless, I'm going to take Philadelphia on this. Yeah, I want Philadelphia too. Uh, it, Seattle's been an okay story, but a lot of it came earlier in the year, right, when they, they beat the Lions, 
you know, they beat a shitty Carolina, a shitty Giants team. They beat a shitty Arizona team. The Cleveland game, I don't remember, was, but I don't even think Watson was playing then. I think that was Watson's initial injuries. And then obviously they've just been, you know, they, like you said, a couple of heartbreakers, but they have been losing four straight, five of six. And I just don't know what they're, what they're going to be able to do here against an Eagles team that desperately needs this game and just has a better roster. Like, they just have a better roster. I mean, just make losing, it as easy as that. Losing 17 games in a row doesn't breed this mentality of, oh, we can still do it, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, everything starts to deflate a little bit after you get so many losses in a row. Uh, but, I mean, it was, a, it was a nice season up to that point. I mean, they're not out of it yet, but... Look, you never know. Maybe they pull it out of their ass. I just, I just don't see a game plan to do it. Uh, it would probably have to be, you know, run the ball, kind of conservative on all. Maybe Geno pulls a big play somewhere here and there, and then their defense plays big. But I mean, you just haven't been seeing that as of late. Um, you know, and the Eagles have just—they've been losing against really good teams. It's just a tough stretch for them. You know, so anyway, we're both on the Eagles on that one and the three points. That'll bring us to all of the rest of the games. We'll start off at one o'clock and then we will continue on going through the fours and then finally wrapping up with the Sunday night game, which is uh, still open as we only talked about the Monday night game. So away we go. Third down. We'll start off one o'clock on Sunday. Chiefs. On the road against the New England Patriots. Chiefs road favorites here by eight points over under 37 points. Pros, Joe's game. Pros are on the Patriots. Joe's are on the Chiefs. Who do you got here, Chiefs, Pats? I took the Chiefs. I think this is going to be an easy win for them. I don't think uh, New England has anything in the tank, man. I don't either, but I did take the Pats, the eight points. I just thought it was a lot. You know, this is probably the game where the Chiefs can win by double digits, but uh, I was just playing conservative here. I went with the pros here, and I just eight points felt like a little bit much. So opposite I, opposite ends there. Dolphins-Jets AFC East battle. Dolphins at home, question marks on Tyreek Hill and his health. Regardless, the Dolphins are nine-point favorites. 37 is the over-under. Trifecta game. Everybody coming in on the Jets. So, 60 in the 60 percentages for the tickets and the money pool. So, uh, nine points I thought was a little heavy. So, same thing as the Pats. I'm going to take the Jets here. Yeah, I took the Jets too. I just, they really don't. Dolphins don't have anything uh, on the offensive line, man. They are... They're hurting. Yeah, to me, the bigger question mark is just Hill. Because without Hill, I think that team is so different. Uh, there was a great article. I should send it to you. Do you get The Athletic by any chance? Uh, no. I, I mean, I know The Athletic. They're very, very famous. But yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, don't it's, read their it's stuff. Like a cheap subscription. I get it for free with my work. And so they came out with an article this week that tiered the quarterbacks and reviewed the early season tiers, and it was cool because it kind of gave 
some good articulate verbiage to what you see on TV and you try to put into words. But, it, you know, and it was talking about, too, uh, things that we say, um, but echo there just kind of in the sense that, you know what, like he's not going to win you a game. Like in, in the sense of a great quarterback that operates on his own, he's not. But crazy ability to throw balls into precise windows with immaculate timing and when factored in with somebody like Hill, that becomes a net positive for both, right? So uh, without Hill and the question mark on him, I, I, you know, I just went with the Jets, but and you were there too, but... You, know, you never know. I mean, Hill plays there, and he's actually okay. I, they might be able to run this up for him, but we'll see. Uh, both in on the Jets, so the next game will be another New York team, the Giants, on the road facing the Saints. Tommy Cutlets, blah, 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 blah. You'll never stop hearing about it until the end of the season. Uh, either that or he just ends up you know, playing really, really poorly, but otherwise you're just going to have to fucking absorb it. Uh, right now the Saints are five-and-a-half-point Favorites at home, 39 is the over-under. Another trifecta game, and everybody in on the Giants. Heavier uh, here with the tickets and the money pool. 65% tickets, 76% money pool in on the Giants. So, uh, what are you, you going to do here? I took the Saints. Five and a half you didn't think was too much? No. I did. I, I took the Giants there. I thought five and a half. Well, like, what have the Saints done... To give them five and a half points. Like four, four and a half, but five and a half points. Like, shit. They haven't. The, the Saints haven't done anything. to. to I, I just don't think the Giants are that good. Yeah, no, I, I think that the Giants roster, I mean, going all the way back, I thought that this was going to go a completely different way when they finally landed on DeVito. Uh, good for them that it's pieced together. But I still think that the, that the roster has big deficiencies. I just, I, I think the Saints kind of also have, I, their defense is easily better, um, but they're injured and, I, you know, I don't know. I just thought five and a half was too much, so we're on opposite sides there. Browns hosting the Bears this game. Cleveland favored by three. 38 and a half is the over-under. Trifecta here. Everybody in on the Bears, if you can believe that. So, and heavy, too. 87% of the money pool in on Chicago. Um, I don't know. I, I'm surprised at that. Because I, I would have thought that. I, I picked the Bears. I, I 100% would have thought that. Okay, fine. So, I didn't. I picked the Browns, and I couldn't get myself on board with the Bears argument. Tell, tell me why you went Bears here. Uh, mainly because the Browns have been so disgustingly hurt on defense, and that's their whole game is is really just about you know controlling uh, uh, pace and and controlling the the ball. But now they have a quarterback who's throwing the ball forty five times a game. And their defense is hurt. And then on top of all that, you're talking about a Bears defense that's actually been playing like fairly well. So yeah, I, I didn't overthink I didn't overthink it, man. I just I don't think that Oh wow, this was Bears... like a quick be- this was a quick pick for you, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Wow, I don't, you know, the Browns have fought, I, you know, I watched both the games, and they have fought really hard two weeks in a row, the Rams game, and then that Jags game, and now they come home against the Bears team that, I mean, yeah, sure, the Bears played fine at home, but now they got to go on the road, and granted, the Browns' defense is banged up, but they're still good, and I just, I can't, I just can't get on board with... Uh, with what's-his-face on the road, with Fields on the road here. Now, granted, like, you know, I know what happened with the Lions last week, but I blame the Lions on that more than anything else. You know, I mean, the Lions are turning into Jack, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde here, you know, as now they're home versus Denver, and, and Denver, they're making Denver look stupid. It's still 14 nothing, but... Um, I, yeah, I just, I had trouble with the Bears, but you went Bears... Chicago, right? Chicago just has their number. Yeah, uh, uh, Detroit, that is. Yes, they do. So, all right. So, we're opposite ends, Browns, Bears on that one. Next game will be uh, Falcons, Panthers. This one in Carolina. Uh, 75% of the tickets on the Falcons. Falcons are a three-point favorite, by the way. 33.5 is the over-under. 63% of the of the money pool on the Falcons. And then the Sharps came in on the Panthers. Um, I'll give me the Falcons. I just I hate the Panthers. Uh, I th- sorry. Uh, my my wife was banging around pots and pans. That's all right. Uh, uh, pots and the, pans. Pots the... and pans. <laughs> nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Yeah, I, we I, got screwed. What is that from? That's like what you used to cheer at like high school basketball games. Yeah, or... so I'm thinking pots and pans is from something too. But anyway, um, what, are, uh, what are you doing here, Falcons? You gotta be out of the Falcons, right? Falcons, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How can anybody get behind the fucking Panthers at this point? Packers are going to be hosting the Bucks. Uh, this is a big game. We could have talked about this one. We had a little bit extra time, but Packers favored by three and a half. 42 and a half is the over-under. The Sharps and the Tickets are going to take the home Packers while the money is going to be pretty big in on the Bucks. 77% of that money pool. Uh, it's you- crazy that they're 6-7 and seven and they're like Baker Mayfield's leading them to a division title. Well, I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans kind of work because it works the same, right? Like, just throw me the goddamn ball, and you know, I, I mean, it's been how many seasons of of this with Mike Evans? That's and, how that's how that's how number ones are, man. He's a he's a number one. Throw him the fucking ball fifteen times a game. I, you know, that's that's what Devontae. They should throw Devontae Adams the ball fifteen fucking times a game, and they should throw every one of those wide receivers fifteen times a game. I, I mean. Depending, but yes, you should try to feed the way the NFL is built right now. You should try to feed your number ones receivers the ball more than not because I that's just how they have the game structured now. So, but you also want to keep those guys happy. That's you know, I, I don't give a shit about the happy thing because I, I, I think that I think all of the happiness and the, and the player making players content. I, it's completely overblown, right? I mean, it, it just kind of you give it a little bit too much. Power this is a whole that. nother podcast. We could talk about this, yeah, but fine. I, right. I, I, I think I think you're I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. But okay, go ahead. I'll I'll respectfully disagree in this sense. Uh, especially people who get paid that amount of money, they 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 want the fucking ball. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna take Green Bay. I think. I ended up taking the Bucks. I was going to go Green Bay originally when I saw it. I, it was almost an instant Green Bay pick. Don't ruin it for me. I'm about a minute behind you. 
Uh, I know. Just you'll you'll see it. All right. So you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind. Your Packers on Bucks. The final one o'clock game is Titans Texans. This game in Tennessee. Oh, Olay. Uh, another touchdown on behalf of the Detroit Lions. I'm on Ron St. Brown doing a nice little flipperoo forward flip oh, into the end zone. So they he will gets hit so hard. Yeah, and they will finish 21 nothing at halftime. And so this game is over because, as we know, it is a almost 80% of the teams that are leading at halftime win. And if you're up by three touchdowns, you are not going to be losing this game. Uh, not against the fucking Denver Broncos, that's for sure. So Titans up by three and a half. Well, Titans up. Titans favored by three and a half against the Texans. 37 is the over-under trifecta game. Everybody in on the Titans, as am I. Yeah, me too. Yep. So uh, Davis Mills, I, I know. Yeah, backup quarterback that kills the that kills the Texans right now. So Moving to 4 o'clock, Rams-Commanders. This game in Los Angeles. Rams favored by almost a touchdown. Six and a half points currently. 50 and a half is the over-under. So they are expecting scoring here as this is the highest over-under of the game of the week. Trifecta game. Tons of tickets and tons of money in on the Rams. Uh, you know, seven is... Uh, six and a half is a lot of points. But, I mean, it's the fucking Commanders. I took the Rams. I took the Rams, too. I don't care. Commanders suck. They're yeah, horrible. They're awful. That, that that season is over. The coaching staff is done. So give us both the Rams. 49ers on the road in Arizona. 49ers obviously the favorite. 12 is the spread. Thought it was a little high. 48 is the over-under. Pros, Joes. Joes got the 49ers. Pros have got the Cardinals. Who are you going to take? 12 points scare you off? Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals at yeah, home. So am I. I took the Cardinals at home. Uh, and then that leaves one final game left, and that is going to be the Sunday night football extravaganza. Actually a good game. It is going to see the Ravens be a road favorite against the Jaguars or Jaguars or Jaguars or however you want to fucking pronounce it. Duval County. Three and a half in favor of Baltimore over Jacksonville. 42 is the over-under. Trifecta game. Everybody in on the Ravens on this one. So, another game we could have talked about. Good one. Uh, what do you want to do? I figured as much it was to be a trifecta game. I, I purposely didn't pick this because I didn't think anybody was going to pick Jacksonville. Nope, nobody is packing Jacksonville. But, I mean, it's a Sunday night game, so you haven't seen the money flow that much. Right now, 63% of the tickets, 62% of the money pool in on Jacks, on, on Ravens. Sorry. Uh, I took the Ravens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, Jacksonville, I, Jacksonville could win this game, though. You know, I mean, look, for, for as good as the Ravens have looked in spots and has for as much as everybody has kind of penciled them into, like, an AFC championship game now... I personally am not super impressed. Like I, I think they are extremely beatable. I, I don't. I don't like that. Do offense. you know? Do you know the amount of fucking money you have to have to see a car commercial during Christmas and say, "Oh my God, I I need to go get my wife a brand new Land Rover Discovery for." a hundred thousand dollars in a market that okay is 
the worst we've seen in in the history of the world. So I look at basically life in that same vein because I can't figure out where the fucking money is coming from. But I do know this. People fucking have it. People have it. Yeah, people money. have it for sure. I they mean, have a ton of it. And a ton of it. Like it used to be, you know, oh, these people have money and these people have money and these people have money and everybody else in the middle. And then obviously you have the lower income, you know, section of America. But I'll tell you what, and maybe it is reflective of just, uh, you know, the areas in which we live. I live in, in Bergen County, North Jersey, very affluent. Uh, you live down in Florida where there's money left and right all over the place. So, but shit, man. I, I mean, I just see so much money. I don't, I don't you, fucking have it. But God damn it, I see you it. Don't, you don't even know the amount of money I see. Do you know, dude, I, and, and I, I, I can't really go into details of like people, but I had to go and collect the treatment that I, the, the, the program I work for, the, the cost of certain programs is up to $130,000 a month. And so I have to go and collect some of that money. I had to go and and collect and process $113,000 on a credit card the other day. And and I'm it's okay. We grew up in a, in an area that money is nothing. So well, money's it's always just, something. Like, let's not say it that way. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, like money's like, something to us. It's a di- we were raised a little different, but it's just to, to for the ability to say, "Hey, by the way, person, uh, I just need to get this amount of money," and then they're like, "Yeah, here's my Amex. Just just process it on the Amex." And I'm <laughs> no, like, "I got gotcha. you." Well, here I got one. I, I got one for you up here. So in the town in which I live, somebody just bought two plots and then had the the two streets, because they were on separate streets, they were neighboring each other on either side, had those two streets freaking out because they were like, whoever this is is going to put multiple houses here and they're going to blow up. They're either going to join the roads and blow up the block or they're going to put multiple houses. Like It's just fucking screwy that they bought these two plots of land. And I forget what he, whoever the individual was paid for it. Ultimately, they took the two houses, tore them down, and are building themselves like a 10, 12 car storage facility with an indoor tennis court in the same place. No residency on the plot. It's just for this guy's cars. Somebody from New York, they don't necessarily know what he does. I would imagine he's finance, but maybe he's tech. I don't know. But bought two plots of land, ripped down the houses, and is going to put a facility for his cars. With air conditioning, multiple, I, I can't even count the number of zones. We were talking to the guy that was doing the AC last night. But multiple zones to keep all the cars at select temperatures, plus an indoor. Is it at the, is it at the end of a street? I, I, it's, I, I don't, I'd have to look at the map. I, I, they were talking about it. I saw the blueprints for the place. But think of just the sheer thought of buying two plots of land with houses on them that people would buy and live in and then just tearing the shit down and building yourself a garage for your cars. We were like, who is this fucking guy, Jay Leno? Like, give me a break. Eight, I, that's, eight that's plus absurd. million. Eight plus million is what it's going to cost them all in. 
to buy these, tear it down, build this facility, eight million. Oh, that's it. This wait that's in, it. in 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 your city. Yeah, that's it. I we looked at houses in in your uh, Chris. Just think about na- that. They're spending eight million to build a garage. Well, I mean, it's not a garage. It's a, it's a facility, but yeah, it's got if it's going to have indoor athletic fields it's like you know but we looked at we looked when we before we bought this house that we're living in now we looked to see if we were going to move back to new jersey so we started looking at all the neighboring cities and there wasn't even a plot of land in your city that was less than a million dollars when we were looking well we were I, like, I, I don't nope. know you're, you're looking at weird stuff. i mean you can buy houses and then tear them down now Kind of the, and so if you consider that a plot of land, right, regardless if there's a structure on it or not, I think to get in right now in any of these towns, the lowest you're going to get is probably, I don't know, 500,000, 500,000. Well, that was, that's what we found. That's what I, that's what, well, no, you can get in Ramsey. Ramsey was the best spot. Ramsey had the most, uh, most available, but, uh, Allendale, we found a house uh, right by where uh, Little Menacucci lives. Um, what uh, what's that street? I don't know which one you're talking about because there's only one that's in Allendale. It's Mike, and that's where we used to live. No, where did Matt used to live? I don't know that. I don't know. Oh uh, well, it, it, it's over by Hillside, but there was a house over there. Back by where Boja used to live, and it was old. It was like 1950s, and they want they were looking for, to sell for like five sixty or something, and that was the lowest I saw. But the taxes are just. But regardless, we're way off topic now. Uh, yeah, we we, we are. My but fault. Anyway, uh, Ravens. Uh, we both took the Ravens. That's it. So we're just to our picks. So we'll just fire into what we got here. So let's go. All right, so last week, uh, Chris, it looks like you won your Buffalo bet. You lost the other one, so where does that leave your bankroll after last week? Minus 300, so like uh, 67.50. 67.50, so I ended up winning my T's. Uh, after my two losses, it just gave me 150 bucks, so that put me at about uh, five, f- about 5,500. So you're at 6750. I'm at 5500. So that's where our bankrolls are. Before we get to our bets, let's do our best bets and super contest picks. I will kick it off. My best bet is Philadelphia minus three on Monday night. Yeah, me too. Is it really? Yeah. That, that yeah. Philly again. I, I just I, I I think this is the get right game for them. So. Uh, We'll go to the Super Contest. I put Philadelphia in the Super Contest. I also put Cleveland. Then I took Tennessee, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Marshall Falk got so fat. Um, Marshall Falk? It's not Marshall Falk, brother. Is it Maurice Jones-Drew? It's Maurice Jones-Drew, yeah. Remember Marshall? Yeah, he's he's a little plump. But he was always kind of yeah. like short and stocky. Uh, yeah. Remember Marshall Falk? Uh, he got nabbed in like the oh, whole right. sexual escapade, whatever the hell it was, yeah, harassment yeah, yeah. or whatever. And he, you haven't heard from him since. 
So him and Warren Sapp have been off um, since those. The Michael Irvin somehow is fucking Teflon. That guy, nothing you could do to get him off TV. Well, he was, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so anyway, like I said, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore are my super picks. Detroit, New York, Tennessee, oh, Buffalo, Detroit, Baltimore. New York. Detroit, Which New, New York? York? Jets. Okay. Tennessee. Oh, so we're, we're the same there. We're simpatico. Buffalo. Oh, simpatico again. Baltimore. Simpatico again. Oh, my Lord. So we've got a lot of the same, um, and you have Detroit in there. They're playing now. It looks like they're going to win. So Tennessee, Buff- Buffalo, Baltimore for the two of us. I got Philly and Cleveland. You've got Jets and Lions. So gambling, you're ahead. So why don't you start her off? Oh, my God. It's all the way up to 20 and a half now. Motherfucker. It was at two and a half at the end of the first quarter. Oh, wow. Now it's up to 20 and a half. Um, bets. So money line, Arizona, 100 to win 650. I know it's a crazy bet. I just think that this is like a weird spot. Um, for the 49ers and Arizona. Uh, don't try I, to justify it. It's just 100 bucks because the odds are so high. Right? I, I, it's, it's the only bet I've done that all year. Yeah, I, but, actually think, I actually think that the Cardinals have a chance to, to win. Oh, okay. Well, then, then preach on, brother. I, I mean, I'm not going to listen to that one. I mean, they're not going to win this game, but... Um, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I and, and obviously it's the look at look at the numbers. Look at look at the fucking the line. So it's it's all good. It's it's a hundred bucks. So you're right. Um, the spread bet I want to do is Buffalo. Give me the two just in case they they don't win by freaking three. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just in case they uh, you know rather than going money line, I'll I'll take the three because you know. They're going to win by a field goal. Money line parlay, I'm going to do 100 to win 430. I'm going to take the Bears, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Okay, so that's Chicago, Kansas City, and Tennessee. Yep, and then another money line parlay. Give me the Rams, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Eagles. Ooh. That's a hundred to win five seventy. Rams, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Philly. I actually like that. It's five to one odds. And all they have to do is win. Yeah. Oh, I might copy that. I like that. I like that bet. All right, continue. Uh, I'm gonna do a teaser with uh, all. Underdogs, and I'm going to use the Jets to bring it up to 14 and a half. I'm going to use the Cardinals to bring it up to 18 and a half. I'm going to use the Bears to bring it up to nine, and I'm going to use the Cowboys to bring it up to eight. Okay, that's a hundred uh, two fifty to win eight fifty. Okay, and that's it. That's all I'm doing this week. All right, so to run down Chris's bets again, Moneyline, Arizona for 100, Buffalo with a spread for 100, Moneyline, Chicago, Kansas City, Tennessee also for 100, 
Another money line, Rams, Bills, Ravens, Eagles for 100, and then a tease featuring the Jets, the Cardinals, the Bears, and the Cowboys. And you're going to put 250 on that one. So that'll bring it to me. Uh, I am going to do three things here. I will start with my round robins. I'm going to take the Giants, the Jets, and the Bears, and I'm going to put a $50 round robin on those combos to win. So that'll be 150 and then we'll see what happens, uh, what I can win as they shake out. I am not going to do the last 50 on all three of those, um, although maybe I should just for that. Nah, whatever, I'll leave it. Uh, you know, obviously you like to hit if you hit all of them and then you hit the combination, it's it's a real elevator, but uh, I'm going to pass on that one. So I'm going to do a $50 round robin for 150 Giants, Jets, Bears. Then I am going to put $100 on a parlay. I am going to do Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Tennessee. So that's Buffalo minus two, Philly minus three, Tennessee three and a half. And then I'm going to do a $250 tease using Kansas City, the Rams, and then Arizona. Uh, Arizona jacking that up just like you did. So you did the teaser with the underdogs. I'm going to do it with two favorites, Kansas City and Rams bringing those down, and then Arizona bringing that up. You're not going to like that bet, though, because Kansas City's probably going to scare you there. Or maybe not. Kansas City, you think, is... Uh, Kansas City, you, you really like that. So Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's what I did for 250 And so that put me at 500 for the week, but I think I'm going to copy you, and I'm going to do that money line parlay for 100 What are you doing? Are you slamming your microphone there, brother? Like it's... No, I'm, tr- my, I'm trying to get... chopping onions? Uh, are, you, are you cooking something? Are you building some a of, some of us ha- Some of us have doing? to fucking work, work on Sundays, so I'm, I'm preparing my bag to, for my work oh, okay. bag. Are you preparing it like with the microphone in the same hand as you're preparing the bag for? I'm trying I don't to- know why. I don't know why these fucking headphones pick up so much god i don't know how to turn down the the gain uh, on it or, yeah, or whatever sounds like bob vila's workshop over there anyway um so i'm gonna do a money wow line. i'm just saying but bob, bob vila's workshop bob vila, yeah date myself i don't know if that guy's been on tv in the past 20 years um money line parlay here rams bills ravens philadelphia i'm gonna copy you i'll put 100 on that so uh, and what did that pay out that one i like that Five fifty, so uh, it pays out six fifty, so it's five uh, five point six to one. Yeah, all right. So, and that'll put me uh, instead of five hundred for the week, it'll put me at six hundred for the week. So, and so that is all she wrote. Uh, we are headed out here. You go do your work, enjoy your Sunday or what you can get out of it. Detroit is destroying Denver right now, twenty-one to nothing. That's not going to get any better here, so you can turn off uh, your TV there. But enjoy your Saturday there, Chris, and I will talk to you soon enough to everybody else. Best of luck with your bets. Don't bet above your head and hope you win a ton of money. I don't know. That's it. That's all she wrote. Adios. Peace.